You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to the 60th episode of Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by Wanderers Alex DeCarolis and Chris Ensa as they give us an update on what's been happening through all this craziness. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, on with the show. I mean, it hasn't been easy. It's I think it was two and a half months total from when we stopped practice until like a week ago. Yeah. It's like it kind of went in phases. Like the first one, two, three weeks, maybe like we were doing home workouts and like it was kind of like good atmosphere. Like it wasn't like really too difficult just because like it was new, right? So like we're like, oh, it's gonna be a couple of weeks. It's gonna pass, and like that's the kind of the mentality we had. So we were doing home workouts. Like we had the guys that were stayed in Halifax. We had like a pretty good routine, like the running we would do in our, our basement in the parking lots. Like some guys ran in the hallways in our apartment. Like it was, we had to be unique and in a way it was okay. But then after like maybe two and a half, three weeks, a month, like then it's okay. Like are we seriously still doing this? Like what's going on? And then you kind of went through, I went through a little phase where I was like kind of motivation a little bit. Like it's, it was hard to stay maintained. Yeah. And then I think once they allowed us to have access to the grass parks, like, uh, the one by us called Tremont Park, but like little parks. Once we were allowed that, like everyone's morale jumped up. I, rem- I mean, like I remember we did like little sessions in the park, like two, three guys, but like it was like we were little kids again playing for the first time just because we were allowed to go on grass. Yeah. And then that kind of got boring after like two weeks or three weeks because it's like, okay, like why can I train here but not on our field if it's properly maintained, right? So, I mean, like that was annoying thing. Then once we got allowed to go on our field, another boost of morale. And then yeah. now it's been good because we're still kind of new. I think we're in our 10th day or 11th day of training. So Our buddy Gareth over on the, the Wanderer's social media pages, he actually gave us a nice little insight into your – uh, yeah, the, when you, yeah. When, yeah, when you go to the facility, you get your, your thermometer checked and all this other stuff. But from your perspective, I guess, give us the nitty gritties. Like when you wake up in the morning, how different does it feel from a normal training session? And how does the structure of training um, feel literally different? And then I guess feel mentally different? Uh, mentally, the only thing different that I've really noticed is like, we're arriving there with mass. Like, I mean, that's like standards, like obviously we've never had to do that before so that's kind of just a weird thing but i mean now like we're kind of used to it it's like second nature like you just put it on when you go but as far as like practice goes like my morning leading up to practice like it's pretty normal honestly very normal like it's the same the same thing as long as you gotta get your checked your uh thermometer checked in your head and then that so other than those two things it's pretty much the same and as far as practice goes like we haven't been able to do like games or like small sided games where you're competing like like physical like that yet because we're still in phase two so that's been different but as far as like individual drills we've been doing that's been pretty much um stuff i've done like all throughout my career so like it hasn't really been normal um sometimes like our coach will have to warn us because like 
Um, we can only have a certain amount of people on each half of the field. So like uh, sometimes you kind of forget about that or like I'll go for a high five. Someone like you just kind of forget about it. It's got to be a fist bump now. So like little oh. things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a bit over the top, but I mean, yeah. if someone takes a picture and you're not like in the moment in the right social distancing, then we can get in trouble. Right. So, so is that a, is that I a think, league? Is that a, sorry, not to cut you off. Is that a league thing? Like are the league I'd, kind of like keeping an eye on all you guys? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that. I mean, like, like I said, like anyone can come take a picture. I mean, if you're not like we're in phase two right now. So I believe that's uh, six people in each half. Okay. So we can have 12 guys at trading, but like we're split in half. Right. But like, like it's very serious as in the fact like if someone comes take the picture and all 12 of us are doing a good game or something and then sends that to the league, for example, like we'll get in a lot of trouble because that's not what phase two is. Right. So, yeah. Um, no, it's been pretty serious. Like the coaches have done a good job, like making sure like we're doing that. Like when we enter the field, like half of us go to one bench and the other half go to the other bench. So like, like the guys are, are making sure that we're treating it properly. I mean, like, we're warned before we go by the coach, like no one's going to just do it, not to do it. Right. So I think the guys have been um, doing it pretty well. I mean, we're just waiting for phase three till we can, I think, I believe phase three is normal practice. So from what I understood, the phases were supposed to go four days on one day off and then start phase two, the next four days. Okay. Um, That's what, that's what my uh, thought was before going in. But I think now it all depends on someone in the CPL has to, move you on so we did phase one for eight days yeah. so four days on one day off four days on one day off was phase one and then we just started phase two yesterday so today was our second practice in phase two because i so, was under the impression that you guys were already into phase two but i guess we were wrong yeah today was our second day okay um and i know like i mean i could be wrong but i think they want to have all eight teams like more or less the same level before teams move on because like i think edmonton just started practice yesterday or something so i don't know that's just that's the cpl's job to do that but um as far as the guys who came to training i think we had two guys yesterday was their first day um Mm -hmm. because of they started social distancing because they came back from where they were coming from yeah so those guys um uh, did their own thing at practice so like they were um we did some stuff together but like their fitness levels aren't where we are obviously right because we've been that eight days on so they did their own thing so they'll eventually be integrated into our the guides who have stayed in halifax i guess in regards to that how is the the social media connections work like how the emails work zoom meetings like how how have you been getting used to that because I'm, i'm sure that you guys are probably doing a lot more um film work and conversations like we're having than you ever would in a regular season. So how have you gotten used to that? And, yeah, and, how, and, the, how, and how's the team done with it, I guess, is, is my follow-up. Yeah, pretty good. The first uh, month and a half, two months of quarantine, like we had about five days a week. Uh, each day was a Zoom. So one day was with coach, like tactics. Um, he would send us videos and stuff, and we would analyze and get back to on the Monday, one Zoom. The other day we had like a trivia night. We did that for a week, a day of the week. And then we had like a, our nutrition person ran a session. Okay. So each day we had something just to keep us like on some sort of schedule. Um, so that's been good. I mean, honestly, I never thought I would like the Zooms, but like, I think that's going to be something that we're going to introduce in the off season because like when yeah. it goes back to normal life, like I don't hear my teammates or like, we don't really talk. Like it's only one-on-one with the coach. Right. But Zoom's so simple to just have like a once a week check in with the boys kind of thing. So I think that's something 
if I was a coach, I would definitely want that for my players in the off season. So I personally have liked it. Um, I think we're people that like need to be on routine. Mm-hmm. So as soon as your routine gets uh, broken, then you kind of like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I think the Zooms meetings really um, kept us on. And for a new team, like we're pretty much a new team other than seven of us, right? So yeah. I think having the tactic sessions with their coach um, really showed the new players kind of what we're expecting. Um, so I, I have nothing but praise for those meetings we've had. It's it, like you said, it, it's only logical to to keep this tool from COVID going forward, which is a great segue to my last kind of training question is what's something else that you've grabbed from this experience that you think you're really going to take with you once things do get back to normal? Honestly, I think um, my your men, you learn a lot about your mental toughness. Um, this could be like for us and the team, but any human who went through this, right. I mean, but for me personally, like it was, it's been tough to just stay motivated. Like you don't know if you're going to, we didn't know if you're going to have a season. There'd be days where like, you just want to eat unproperly or drink or whatever. Like that's not good for your body. You would never do in season, but like your mentality would be like, Oh, like we don't have anything to do tomorrow. Why not kind of thing. So like your mind goes, my mind went through those kind of moments where it was like, okay, like, just do whatever today. Like you don't have to train that hard just because we had no hope of the season coming. Yeah. So I think that's something I'm going to take with me in the future, just because like your mind can make you do things like that. You never thought your body could do and vice versa. Right. So that can, something can be like in the 90th minute when you're losing and like, you think it's over, but you never, it's never really over until the whistle. Right. So like little like cliches like that, but I really think that this really tested everyone's mental and it's still not over. Right. But you feel like it's on the verge of kind of being back to normal, but it's still not over. But like, it's like, uh, it's like if Christmas Eve was a week long is what this honestly right now. That's very good. That's a good one. Even though, yeah, even with the warm weather, like the days you have nicer weather, like you, all you want to do is be outside and with people. So I think it's really tested my mental patience and toughness. So I think that's something I'll take. Um, as far as like my body, I, I changed to be more vegetarian, uh, more pescatarian, uh, lifestyle. Um, I did that in the off season, like the normal off season this year. And I slimmed down a lot and became more fit in my mind. And I just really perfected that during this quarantine, just different meals I wanted to try that. Now I have more time to do it. And so I think that's going to push me through once the season went out. So. Good for you, man. Cause I, I, something that I actually mentally wanted to do, I never followed through. I think I drank more beer and ate more chips this last <laughs> couple of months than I intended, but I feel how my body feels. And that was kind of what I was trying to avoid before this had started by eating more vegetables, less bread, um, less dairy, uh, more water in my system. You know, I've kind of doubled down on the bad the last couple of weeks, which is almost wanted me now that I can get out to these grocery stores and all that other stuff. I'll be able to go buy the fruits and the vegetables and all this, you know, cause over the last couple of weeks, I think I've been to Lawton six times and you yeah. know, I just, I just grabbed my handful of junk. Like you're not going to get a lot of uh, things that are really good for you at a, at a pharmacy in terms of edibles. Nutrition. So, yeah. yeah. It's And like, that's, that's the thing too. Cause like now we're home, like, all the time that you're not used to. So like usually me, at least like I feel like I'm hungry every 30 minutes because there's nothing else for me to do. Like I'm watching Netflix. So I want to snack. Like it's, you always like have that compared to when you're living normal life. Like you don't really think about your food intake too much. And especially like me, for example, like players, 
like when we're in season and training, like we are now, like we're hungry all the time. So you can eat a lot more because we're training, right? We're, we need to burn that off. Yeah. But like during this quarantine, we weren't training, but my, but my metabolism, my metabolism stayed pretty much what it was like. So like I went through a weak phase where I would eat like I was when I was training, but then I, then I realized like, okay, I can't be eating this much because I'm not training. So like that had to be, that had, that was like a shock to my body when I had to like not start myself, but not feed myself the, my usual amounts. So just little like things like that has been different, but I think now we're, we're almost back to normal, like at least our team. So okay. I can go back to my normal eating habits. Straight up, man, straight up. And I mean, I, we were going to do this, how we're doing it now. And then you kind of surprised me when you asked if we could actually head down the pub to uh, have oh, a yeah. conversation. So um, I guess restriction wise, when did that loosen up for you guys? And where was the first place you went when you could? Yeah, uh, I think once the Halifax government said it was okay um, to go to bars and pubs, that kind of thing, it was okay for us too. So we went to me and Peter, me and Peter one day, the day it opened, I think it was a Friday. So we would just walk downtown. We had lunch at the Pints. The patio was open, so that was kind of nice. And then... uh, uh, eight of us uh we had dinner reservations at moxie's we went to moxie's for dinner so how was the experience for anybody who hasn't dined yet in the city um i haven't but i talked to the bartender across the street at the public house what was that like the only thing that so there was things i liked about the new experience things i didn't like the what i didn't like is like i under i mean i understand why but like we you can't go table to table to like interact and socialize um so for example we had just eight of us going to dinner but they didn't let us sit all eight so we had to go four and four so like i couldn't say if you were on the other table i couldn't you're on my team i couldn't go talk to you during dinner so it was basically like having two separate dinner parties you know mm-hmm. and like they were extremely strict like, like we did it once just not thinking and then they like said hey like, next time like you have to leave like they were like extremely strict oh yeah so I mean, they what, gotta what, do what they got to do. You got to, that's the, you know. The, and they're probably on like the finest line of health inspection. I, I asked the bartender, I'm like, what's going to happen when people start drinking? And like, I mean, you know, when you're drunk, when you're drunk, like you don't think properly. So like people are going to start mixing and whatever. They're like, yeah, it's going to be a disaster for us. But they've had like, I think it's a curfew now and like some drink minimum. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it's 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock things are closed downtown now. The shoe shop, our friends at the shoe shop, they, uh, I think they're 12 to 11 every day. Okay. I said, I said why 11? And, and they said that that's like cut. So just so people don't yeah, stay out. Yeah. I think they just want, you know, everybody home yeah. at yeah. home by midnight, even though there's no curfew. Honestly, yeah. Soft curfew. Yeah. And, yeah. And like so, some things that I liked that dinner in the pine, for example, like when the bartender came with your drinks um, and their food, you had to take it off the tray. So they brought the tray. Um, then you had to like, physically take it off which you can argue like well how did the food get to the tray right what's the difference but that's their little guidelines and they always brought at moxie's at least they brought uh, hand sanitizer every time they came with something so mm. if you wanted to you could have a squirt of hand sanitizer and pick up your drink like i think it's a bit over the top and a bit extra but i mean i, I rather do that than not have places open so exactly as exactly. long as that's the first couple of weeks then days that out but no that was pretty it was just nice to be around people again like it was it was just um a cool experience just to be back you know so it was nice i guess uh you said that you have no real information on it but in regards to the restart um from a player's perspective is there anything you can share i know 
the media is talking about Victoria or PEI. Uh, what's the gob in the locker room? Like, do you guys talk about this? Is there anything that you guys know that the people might not know that you can share? Uh, honestly, like we don't really know too much. Um, we see the Twitter rumors just as much as you guys do. I mean, I think it's pretty much narrowed down to either one of those two cities. Um, I also heard Dick uh, Clanigan on uh, radio last night said that they, they might even, they, they don't want to make it. They want to make the decision as late as possible because they're still think there could be hope where they have a little tournament and then go yeah. back to playing like we did last year, you know? So I don't really know what's going to happen. Like in that aspect, um, if it's, I mean, if I'm betting, I'm going to say it's going to be one location you play and that's it. I've also seen rumors on Twitter that they might bring the MLS Canadian teams to come and have a Canadian championship. So, I mean, honestly, we know just as much as you kind of do, like it's whatever we see on Twitter is kind of what's been happening. So I think it's going to be in Charlottetown just because I feel like that's cheaper than Victoria to yeah. host eight teams for that amount of time. But uh, yeah, I don't really know too much other than that. So I think we're just kind of waiting for the text on our phone to say, okay, this is what's happening. Let's go. Or a, or a leak from a so-called league journalist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys seen them all too, eh? Uh, a couple of them, a couple of them. Yeah. We get lumped in with them every once in a while, but we're just like, ah, no, guys, we don't dig that deep. Um, it'll be it'll be a good squad. It'll be a good squad this year too. We yeah. look guys look I mean, the two weeks we had before this, and now after this long break, like it's a good group of guys. So I think if fans can go watch, but if not, if, if they have to watch online, I think you'll be pleased for where it is where it is this season. So oh, we'll see. We'll be just as loud from home, man. There will be like small seismic earthquakes in Halifax if you guys. That's what I was wondering that. Like if we have to do the tournament and we're like fans, like obviously can't go. Like what? The fan, I feel like we would still have a good group of fans watching. Like, like we're going to have that. Yeah, you will. The, you will. <laughs> the common fan who, like, just goes for the event, they might not watch. But, like, I think guys like you and Carlos, like, oh, those guys are going to still go Well, I think it's where, where, um, where one soccer might have to make a decision with the broadcast rights. If, like, a CBC or a sports center or a TSN are interested, you almost have to do it in a way, if you can, like, just loan those broadcast rights. I know, like, it's it's a lot harder to, to do than just me saying it, but um, I think it would be amazing exposure for the league. Yeah. Give that casual fan that you were talking about that might not have the one soccer subscription that benefit of seeing the league where they're, they're not going to be able to buy the live ticket that year. So those are my thoughts, not yours. You, no, uh, I, I, I agree. I mean, if I was – we're probably going to be the only I, – I have heard CBC and TSN, by the way, so I don't know how true that is, but I have heard that like, – like, like I said, like if we're, gonna, we're probably going to be the only sports going yeah. in Canada. So yeah. like if the league is – like if they're smart, you would want to get the hockey fan or the baseball fan or the basketball who never would watch soccer, you know, because me, for example, like – I like all sports, but let's just say I didn't like baseball or whatever. Like if the MLB starts up and it's on TV, I'm going to watch just because I want to watch live sports. Exactly. So I think they can cater to the the average fan who's not a soccer fan. So, um, And, and I'll, I'll knock this one off the air if it's not allowed. Um, we know there's a couple guys that aren't here, and we've not really gotten an answer from anybody as to what their status is. Do you know anything? I know it's Alex Marshall and uh, Eric Santos are the only guys that aren't in town. Can can Captain Alex give us a a, a a bit of a hint as to what their statuses are? We going to see them this year? And like I said, I can. And I think Jan too. Jan, our goalie coach. No, I mean as as far as I know, it's just a matter of the border being opened. Um, like Jan, for example, like I talked to him pretty frequently because we're still friends from last year. But like he was like, 
I had my bags packed and I'm just ready to take a flight. And the next day they would close the border. So I'm pretty sure, I mean, as far as I know, they're just waiting for Canada to open and then I would assume they would come, but I mean, I'm not really sure how that works, but yeah. if it's, I think that's what the situation is, but yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah. No, hopefully, I, hopefully they come. Cause I mean, I've only seen highlight tapes, but they've they've had really good people talk really high about them making like, this yeah. our community. So they look like really good players. And I mean, any chance you can add players to help your squad, that's all see what I want. Right. So yeah. especially now with like, you were talking about fitness earlier. Yeah. You know, let's just say for shits and giggles, the season starts in a month. Um, you know, you guys that have been at training, doing your full fitness programs might be at match fitness come that month. But these guys that are just going to be starting, like you said, a couple guys started today or yesterday and a, and a couple yeah. guys start this, this weekend. Um, you know, they might be that step behind. So having extra bodies is going to be, I in, think so. My opinion huge. And then I guess that's my last, like, kind of, if you have any information for me question, is there a possibility of you guys have, like, are the squads set or have the league talked about bending some rules for reserve players um, in case of players not being able to make it to the country? Or is it just, you know, business as usual, you got to sign a guy. I'm not too sure. I would say business as usual. I would say whatever players you have, that's who you're going to play with this year. Yeah. Um, and I know some, like not our team, but some foreigners on other teams went back to their foreign countries during this. So, I mean, I think it's going to be like whatever squad you have going into the tournament, that's your squad. And I mean, at the end of the day, like we're not, we're, we're like the rumor is we're going to play each team once the top four move on and then they play again, but the bottom four you're done. So it could be seven games and you're done. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you do need a big squad in the sense that's, Injuries can happen, and we're playing short games in a quick, uh, small amount of time. But at the end of the day, like if you only have seven games, if you go zero and two, zero and three, then you're probably going to be done, right? So there's no, it's, it's, it'll be cool for the fan, I think, just because like it's like when they say in the NFL, like each game's an event because you only get sixteen games, right? So if you go zero and three in NFL, like you're kind of screwed. But in baseball you play four hundred games in a season, you (laughs) you can lose, you can lose the first twenty. And like, still win your win your division, right? So, yeah. in a way, it'll kind of be interesting. It'll have like a World Cup kind of sense to it, just because mm-hmm. like each game is going to be like so important. Like, you can't drop points in a tournament that's only seven games if that's what they're going to do. So, from a player perspective, do you like that? I mean, I know you work hard for the full season. You want to play more games. You want to get paid more. Does does the prospect of a quick tournament? intrigue you or does it kind of upset you because you know you got another long off season coming after that yeah i mean both both i can yes and no to that so and the yes i love a short term because it's going to be super intense like it's just a each game like like it's i think it's going to be incredible even if there's no fans there like it's going to be like super intense because guys like especially we're going to be the only ones on tv like we're going to be like national spotlight so we're going to want to perform uh, in terms of like my off season last year, I prepared my body for traveling to Pacific and Edmonton and across the country and playing 30 games. Like I was prepared for that. Um, I was hoping to play 30 games, for example. And now like I, that gets cut down to over 50%, you know? Yeah. And then it's going to be over like that. So then it's like, okay, I have another three months of my off season, like four months, however long it's going to be. 
So in that way, it kind of sucks, but I understand we're not living in a normal world right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I'm sure if the league wanted to, they would have us play normal season with fans, but that's not the situation. So yeah. I've come to mentally, I've come to terms with it's going to be like that. I mean, look at the French league. They just canceled their league just because and other leagues are playing. So yeah. I'm happy that we're potentially going to have something. Um, even if it's only seven to 11 games, whatever it sucks for the off season, but I think it's going to be a cool product to watch. I mean, yeah. one of the, one of the things I was saying too, is they could almost start you guys early next year by using the model that they're going to use this season with, like you guys could all centralize yourself. Let's just say, I'm just going to use BC place as an example. You guys could all go up to Vancouver for a month and get three, four games of the schedule out of the way. Let's say in February, when it's still snowing and everything, you can't play outdoors. You know, I know you guys would still probably play if you could, especially the guys in university who played into yeah. November and December back when they were young. Um, but I, I've been throwing it out there into the universe, hoping that somebody in the head office is listening to me because I think that it would be so much more beneficial for yourself and for the league if once this season is over, you guys can get back to playing as soon as possible. And like having big stadiums in, in Canada, like uh, the O in Montreal, um, the Rogers Center, uh, you could put a dome even at Commonwealth and Edmonton, and then you've got BC Place. You know, there's there's no and, reason why you guys can't get the ball rolling ASAP. And like, that's the thing, like, every soccer league in the world is 10 months long, 11 months long. Like, look at like, I know they have their weather is different, but like, like in Sweden, or I played in Sweden for three years. My team I played with my last year, they're as north as like none of in Yukon. Like that's how north they would be if they were in Canada. Yeah. Their weather is like makes Canada look like the Bahamas, you know? Yeah. But like we were playing in January outside, and you just wear gloves and a hat. You just yeah. go and play. It sucks for the fan, but like at least then you can have a 10 month season. I mean, I think like especially in BC, like their weather is pretty. I, from, I could be wrong, but in the wintertime, it's not like You're as right. harsh as it is here. So like you said, you could easily do three, four games and dome. There's like five domes in this country that can all host it. So I think this was what's going to come out of this for all aspects of businesses is like, you're going to either like, this is going to make you crumble or you're going to create new ideas. I mean, yeah. I forget which pandemic it was 2012. I think it was, but like Uber came out of it, bought like different, like, crazy companies came out of it that we use every day so people that are smart business mind like that i mean you can you can easily have something in canada so well i know said. people people just say you can like you can't play in canada after november because it snows but like yeah but like it snows in scandinavia it snows in northern italy like it snows everywhere play You're the perfect just, example of somebody who's played through it so yeah so i, I definitely think the season needs to be longer I think the off season's way too long, especially yeah. take take out this what happened this year, but like our off season last year going into the CPL, it's you're not playing for four or five months. Like that's like a serious leg injury for a normal player for to be out that long, right? So yeah. I think like the, you could definitely extend the season some ways. Um then it becomes a question, okay, if you're playing in December, which fans are going to come watch a game in minus 10 degree weather? And then I agree with the business perspective of that. But yeah, I think there's definitely possibilities to extend the season. I mean, like, that's a pretty cool idea what you said about playing one location. Like this, see, well, they'll probably see how this tournament goes in that aspect. And then if, if it turns out to be like, hey, this can be done for two to three weeks and why not? Could that be a possibility in the future? So we'll see. 
Before I let you go, two more questions, brother. Question number one, you kind of were like the poster boy slash face of the league during the whole um, the whole restart press release, if you will. How, uh, how did that happen? Derek Martin just uh, contacted me one day after practice last week and was like kind of talking about restart ideas. So he ran some stuff by me and then I, was like, I gave him my thoughts and then I think like the next day he asked for the quote CPL wanted supposedly all the owners talked to eight different players on their teams and they wanted to get a quote about restarting and how did it feel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, I just gave my quote and I really don't know why I went to the CPL. Not like why that mine was picked. They must have liked it. But um but yeah, so that's what how that happened. But I mean you're you know, not to age you, you're the, the senior <laughs> guy on our team and, and you know, Halifax were kinda uh, the the first team, if I'm not mistaken, actually, you guys were the first team to kind of get the ball rolling, yeah. of a, a, a unit getting back together. So yeah, um, we were. Yeah, so I, I I think it makes sense. Plus, you're a well spoken dude and well experienced, and and you've spoken already to me about playing in the north. So like, even some of your advice could be of an asset to the league going forward when they're trying to find ways to extend or expand yeah. the season to make stuff like that happen. So. Um, and my last question, how's your family doing, bro? Because I know a couple months ago we were talking about this. It was just starting. How has things gone for them? And are you going to go visit them ASAP? Or are you going to try to get them to come out here? Yeah, no, they're doing good. Um, the only thing is my city. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Ontario opened up like 99% of the province except for my city. Yeah. Um, I was about to because, ask that actually. Yeah. Cause I'm border town. My city's border town of Michigan and Michigan is horrible, but we had one, we had like, I can't remember the actual deaths number active cases, but it's well into the hundreds, which is pretty a lot for a city of 80,000 people. Yeah. Um, it was all in one nursing home to be fair, almost like what happened in Halifax here, which yeah. sucks, but um, but yeah, so Sarnia, my, my region, it hasn't really opened up yet. So they're still like in complete isolation and small groups, but they're doing okay. I mean, they're, they said their day-to-day life hasn't changed too much. I mean, they still work full-time, so they're not really working now, but like they're making stuff work in the summertime and like being outside and gardening and stuff like that. So a pretty simple life. Um, but as far as like restaurants and stuff, like they still can't access that, but they're staying healthy as much as, as much as they can. I mean, they're, they take masks whenever they go out and basically do what we did here. So yeah. they're doing okay though. Yeah. No complaints. There's you said it, man. Some of the places in the States, it, it breaks your heart and it, it's heartbreaking to hear that it's happened there, man. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Michigan was the third back a month ago. They're the third worst state. So yeah, Alex brother, thank you so much. Um, like I said, man, one of the, one of the hardest days of my life, one of the hardest weeks of my life. And you held it down for me like a bro. So, oh, you won and stay fit, stay focused, and we'll be chatting soon, bro. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Anytime, anytime. Thanks again to Alex. And when he says anytime, it will definitely happen again anytime. Next up, we have Chris Insa. Chris is part of the second group of trainees who went home during the pandemic to spend time with their friends and family. Upon returning home, Chris had to quarantine and take care of himself for two weeks, so it was a different perspective of how training went. Chris talks about being at home and how he was staying fit and how he's preparing to get back into training. Uh, I think, like, it's been a long time I didn't play, like, with a team, you know, with, like, the pressure, like, to be, like, you know, to be good, to don't make any mistake. 
I mean, I'm kind of really excited because like, I can't wait anymore because that's the sport I do, the sport I like. And I think it's like the feeling is like, you know, you kind of scared to be like lost your first touch. Like, I don't know, like stress about like anything, you know, like the coach is behind you already, but you don't know, you know. I mean, I think it's going to be like a relaxed, tra- a relaxed training. I mean, I'm kind of excited to to see what it's going to be. So do you know how your structure is going to work for yourself and some of the other guys coming back to training? Uh, I think so far because, like, right now the training is really, like, one by one, everybody, like, doing their stuff. I mean, it's going to be, like, some dribbling stuff, some crossing, finishing, you know, like some normal thing like that. I think we're going to do that for the beginning. And I don't know when it's going to be, like, the start to be, like, to do, like, 4v4, 2v2 and some some small games. I mean, we're waiting for that and we'll see. Nice. So what have you been doing yourself to prepare, I guess, in the last two weeks since you've been home? Because uh, for those of you who don't know, my man went home to see his family. I can't blame him one bit because I would have did the same thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it had to have been difficult for you to adjust these last couple of weeks. So um, what have you done personally to just kind of stay fit and stay focused? And how has the club helped you out in that process, too? Oh, yeah. The club helped help us a lot because they, they give us a program. I mean, every day we got stuff to do, like it was running stuff, gym stuff, app stuff, all, all this thing. I mean, with that plan, that was good. And also we had some like some Zoom Zoom uh, Zoom session with all the team. I mean, it was sometimes it was some like we do some abs, stretching, and uh, also sometimes we're doing some like, you know, trivia, trivia game, meeting about like tactical things. And that's really helped me to stay focused and like tell to myself, you know, keep working because after that soccer is back, you know, I mean, like at the beginning I was like, okay, maybe the season is done. But after that, when we start doing the, those kind of thing, I was like, okay, maybe the season's not done yet. I mean, I put in my mind that I need to keep working, you know, I need to keep pushing to like be started this year. I mean, I was like, I was doing a lot of workout train with my brother because I know him too. We want to work for him. I mean, I was like, okay, let's work together. And like we did a lot of work like every day kind of and trying to be ready for the beginning of the season. Speaking of your brother, I saw that he just signed uh is it an agency contract? Like what is yeah. uh, what's what's is so he's taking his next step for his professional career or is he looking at going to school? Like what's your brother's goals? Uh my brother is more like professional. I mean for school he's not like the best one at school. Honesty, man. It's honesty. It's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Your brothers, man. Your family. (laughs) Exactly. I know. I mean, he just signed with a, sorry, an agency. That means he's, you know, because he need to start, like, to go to the first step and, like, find something. That means he's working with them now. And then I already, like, heard a lot of good things about this agency. I mean, I was like, okay, that's good. And after that, you're going to try to find some, like, tryouts, some some team to be a professional I mean, that's the next step for him, and we're waiting to see what it's going to be. Good for him, man. Good for him, because I yeah. saw a couple of little highlight clips, and I was like, man, this guy might be better than Chris. I hope the one tabs <laughs> on him. But, I mean, he learned from you, so I'm yeah, assuming. Not, but, yeah, you've had that relationship your whole life, plan? Exactly. I mean, I work with him all my life. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be better than me. And, like, young, me when I was younger, he's already better than I was. I mean, I'm, like, not surprised I'm going to – be over me that's what i want i'm not gonna be mad at it i'm just gonna be like (laughs) (laughs) last time we spoke to you things were kind of normal like we were just chatting about you coming back and looking forward to the season so 
you know, I was already asking you about how you were making adjustments and stuff with everything that's been happening. But, you know, we've talked off the air just about what's been going on with your regular day-to-day life. You got to go back home. So, you know, were you able to explore the city or were you still cooped up? And how's your family doing? Well, my family is doing good, doing good. Like, you know, there's not, there's no work anymore. Like for my parents, I mean, most of the time they were home and me too, my brother too, and my sister too. I mean, it was kind of different because we used to like, always go to like work, like do me, like me, I was doing some of my training stuff, everybody doing their stuff. And now it was just like, everybody was home. We just like passed a lot of time together. And it was like really nice. Like sometimes me and my brother was talking because I'm really close to him. I'm like, yo, how it's going to be like, everybody's home. It's going to be like mess or everybody's going to be chill. But at the, at the end, like everybody was like talking to each other, just chilling, like, I think it was like maybe the first time that we did a lot, like a, uh, a dinner, like all the family together and just like that's sit awesome. on the same table. And I was like, damn, that's, that's weird, but that's, that's good. That's what I want. That's what I like. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. And how was the city in terms of you being able to stay fit? Like were there turf, were there pitches for you to play? Like I saw some Instagram videos of you working out with your brother, but were those facilities easily accessible? Did you have to call somebody to open them? Were you breaking in? <laughs> You want the truth or like... <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on if it's going to get you any legal issues. <laughs> no, no, no. But like at the beginning when I arrived there, it was like everything was locked down, you know, because it was like at the big moment when the COVID was like really high in Montreal. That mean, I was just able to go for a run and play some like a small grass field, like just, you know, in the, like a big park, this like a small grass field. I mean, I was just playing there at the beginning. But after that, they start to open some park, some park, and that we find we were looking like for a lot of different places to to go play soccer, like to turf field, and we find a place like it was in downtown Montreal, it was like an open turf field, but they said like we need to keep like the, our distance, no. And at the beginning, it was like we were like three people in that field, <laughs> but after that, day after day, I think all Montreal was playing in the same field. I mean, wow. it was kind of like damn, like the field was full and after like the police came and just like okay guys you cannot play there anymore because there were too many people and after that everybody left and after we find like everybody find different field and we find a small field field next to our place but the field was close but we we jumped the first time we jumped yeah and after that the police came and i was like yeah he tell us like we cannot play and i like i talked with him i just asked like can we just train it's like my brother will live in the same place everything's good and after that, he said yes. Oh, there you go. Keep playing on that field. And it was chill. just said, like, please, guys, don't bring a lot of people. Don't play any games. And we were just training together. And it was chill. That's good trust, too, to, yeah. to have the officer trust you in that sense. Yeah, because yeah. after that, we were playing and we were chill. Yeah, that's awesome. You're, you're a multi-sport guy. Were you trying to keep fit doing other things? Like, I know you play a little bit of hoops. I know you're a road hockey extraordinaire, if you will, for <laughs> hockey. Like, are you doing anything else fitness-wise aside from the running? Like, yeah, a lot, a lot. I'm playing a lot of basketball. Yeah. Like I said, I was playing basketball with some friends or like with my brothers and family. And also I'm playing hockey too sometimes. Yeah. And tennis also because I know I got a lot of friends that like play tennis. Okay. And people think it's not too, it's, it's easy to play tennis, but no. when you play against oh. someone that makes you run, <laughs> you're going to go left, right, left, right. But yeah, I mean, I play like a kind of, Different sport. I do some bike too and rollerblade, like you know, everything that can help me to stay fit. Right on. It was good. So, like, 
kind of still on the adjustment thing with your nutrition. I mean, I, we talked off the air. I'll say that a couple more times probably before I let you go. How has it been the last couple of weeks nutrition-wise? Uh, here, just shout-out shout out to Omar. We are like, Omar was, we, like, ordered the, the grocery, like, online. And after he was, like, he taking a, our car and go take the grocery and bring his back to us. I mean, he's a good guy for that. And after that, yeah. it's just, like, you know, we got, we got the nutrition, like, ladies were taking care of us. And like we're trying to like follow the things that she give us to to eat and like the good thing and what's what to do. And I mean it was different because home she called me, she trying to help me, and I was like, It's my mom cooking, you know. I cannot tell my mom, don't do that anymore. And she's gonna be like, Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> you know my position in my family, you get your neck cut if you tell somebody how to exactly. cook. Exactly. You, yeah. you can't tell that to your mom. That means eating her stuff and sometimes I was buying some things like she tell me to do that, buy things and like eat it too. But I was doing by myself. And after when I came back here, I just keep doing the thing I was doing before, like eat the kind of thing I was doing, eating. I mean, it was it was it was chill. You know, it was different because you know when you go do your grocery store, you like find some different thing. Like, oh, let me pick that. But when you do it online, you just like do you pick the thing that you know that you want, and after you you eat that. Talking to Alex yesterday, kind of asking him a lot of similar questions, but of course, you know, his situation, he stayed in the city, so it was, you know, he's back in training. I kind of got a little bit of those bits and pieces. Are you concerned about catching up to those guys over the next couple of weeks? Like, I know you're a hardworking guy. You can catch up in no time. Uh, I think for me, for me, it's not even a problem. It's not like a big problem to be like, you know, I didn't see this guy for a long time and just be with them, just talk. For me, it's going to be like normal. Yeah. And I think the chemistry is going to be like very quick and just going to be, oh, it's been a long time, you know? Yeah. And and when you say like, I work a lot during my off time that I got here, I think when I'm going to start the training, it's going to be like, like I didn't left, you know? It's going to be normal, just take back the rhythm and getting better. I mean, I hope it's going to be good, but I think if... Because we, we're still talking on the group shop of, of our team. We've got a group shop. We're still talking every day, yeah. make some joke, you know, <laughs> send some video, funny video, and not all the other things. I mean, I think it's not going to be, like, big difference, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's good, man. That's good. You guys were just getting the ball rolling before all this happened. And, um, I mean, I've talked to you about it, but uh, who was somebody that you were kind of, like, kicking the ball with or, or getting to know during those first couple training sessions that you just can't wait to get back to working with. And on the other end of that, who's somebody that you didn't really get to work with that you're going to be looking forward to seeing in a couple of weeks and just really starting to integrate with? Because you were just talking about chemistry. There's no concern about it. But, you know, you guys had just started training before everything kind of fell apart. So was there something a couple of months ago that is just stuck in your head that you can't wait to get back into with a player or uh, a drill or something even? Uh, this, this player, like when we start, I think I was really like, you know, all the French guy because they got free speak French and I still know them a bit from, from Montreal. I was like close to them already, but it was still chill, you know, and there was still guys like, you know, Ibra was a guy like, I think we just match quick, you know, you yeah. can see that we're going to, the communication going to be chill between us. I mean, it was already good. And I will start getting close with some guys like Jao. And uh, some uh, Corey, you know, some guys that that's funny and like it's just easy to talk with them and like play with them also on the field. Like they they can understand me quick. I mean, you know, that's kind of thing. I like. I can't wait to like start train again with them and like be on the field with them. But also this, I'm like I like to talk to like everyone when I'm training. You know, 
because yeah. I was there last year. I mean, I know how it's to be. It feels to be new. I mean, I try to like bring everybody, like you know, chill, talk to everyone. But there's some guy that I know that it was difficult to like talk to them because they're a bit like, like you know, they like to be like by themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But we'll see. We'll see how it's going to be, and I'm going to try not to. That was actually my next question, too. You kind of segued nice into that. Like, have you been talking to the coaching staff about your role this season? Not to give away too much information, and I know it's probably way too soon because you guys haven't really worked in a structure, but you said you're one of the returning guys, and having you be a part of that Wanderers experience last year was really important coming back this year, especially considering you're younger returning mm-hmm. player. So have you talked about that at all with Steven, with Matt, with Derek, or, or have they just kind of trusted you to take that role on yourself? I think we didn't have the time to like talk about all this thing, you know, Yeah. but it's something that need to be natural for me already because I know I'm a returner from last year and everybody like acting different. And me, I know like as a defender, I like to take the lead, you know, I need to like keep talking with my teammates, you know, yeah. keep give some information. I mean, that's why it was like natural. I, t- I was like, okay, I need to like help them keep like everybody like chill, like put everybody in the same group and talk a lot. I mean, it was things, coach didn't tell me like, Chris, you need to do that. You need to talk to people. But I think he like, let me know by, take me back here last year, uh, this year that I need to have a role for the team, small role. I mean, I take but, that's what I'm doing. Right on, brother. Right on. Last question in terms of communication. Um, it's a tight-knit league, you know, not just the fact that there's only, well, the seven teams last year, eight teams this year. But, you know, a lot of you guys have played together at different levels, um, trained together at different – I mean, some of you guys even tried out together at the tryout a couple of years ago. Have you been keeping in touch with anybody else on any of the other teams in the league? Was there a random connection that you might have made on social media? Or is everybody still the enemy and you're focused? I think I think we're not we're not really enemy because yeah, you know, know we play a lot of game we play a lot of game against each other and when they was coming here sometime after that we still hanging with them like after that after the game you know because like when you play against the same guys all the time it's different but we know that when we're on the soccer field it's nothing it's different you know we're gonna fight against each other I mean there's some guys like some guy that I used to know before before that playing professional I mean I'm still close to them and I'm still talking to them. But also there's some new guys that I met that, you know, sometime they're going to put a story. I'm going to, like, answer back the last story, like, laughing, and they're going to do the same thing with me. You know, we're going to follow each other on Instagram just because, like, during the game or after the game we talk. But, you know, I mean, there's some guys like that, but I know, like, when we're going to play the game, it's going to be the game. You know, there's no friend when we're yeah. playing soccer. But, Yeah. One of the questions I actually wanted to ask you last time we were talking, I don't even remember if we did, we might have, but it was about the Olympics. Um, early on during the infancy of the CPL, a couple of people randomly threw your name on a little bit of these lists. And over the last month, month and a half, two months, we've discussed like, you know, who's what. And Daniel Kanumbe ended up on that short list actually for the actual Olympic trial. So I was wondering if the, the delay of the Olympic games is – maybe something you've kind of thrown on your chalkboard, like maybe that's a goal or are you just kind of hoping that happens and you're not really shooting for it? Oh, but for sure, for sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy who like to, to work a lot. And I think that's a goal for me to, to do the Olympics. I think for everyone, like who doesn't want to play the Olympics? I yeah. mean, it was kind of like, you know, when I, I knew I wasn't on that list, it was kind of, you know, 
mad frustration. And then that's why I'm asking you. You know, and that's part of that's part of the job. You know, when you play soccer, you know you don't have not gonna have like everything just like that. You need to work for that. I mean, I was like a bit like, okay, perfect. I see. I I wasn't there, but that's not gonna stop me. You know, I'm not I'm not like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing that just make me work harder. You know, I'm just like, okay, perfect. I'm gonna work harder to make sure that next time there's gonna be a big tournament like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be part of that team. You know, and I mean now the Olympic is not it's not gonna happen this year. I mean. I think this God does give me another chance to like exactly. work harder, and after that we'll see what's gonna happen. I mean, I think I'm gonna do what I need to do and pray to be part of that team uh, last time, uh, next time. My man, my man, Chris. Thank you for doing this, brother. Um, like I was saying to Alex, you guys have been fantastic to us, and uh, we just appreciate you guys being open books. So have fun tomorrow, man. Like I know it's uh, <laughs> I know it's work, but. You deserve it, man. So go have fun. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks a lot for having me. And just take care. Thanks to both Alex and Chris for giving us an up. Thanks to Al. <laughs> I'm getting flustered. Thanks to both Alex and Chris for giving us an update on what's been happening with the Wanderers. Also, thanks to Chris Searle for hosting this episode. You did a great job, man. Thank you to all our listeners. Your support means a lot to us. You can check out our new web store at redbubble.com. Just search for Down the Pub Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe at downthepub.ca so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. You've been listening to the Down the Pub Podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.